Welcome to episode 20 of the Barman and Bevo podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Michael Barman. Hello, Bevo. <laughs> you would never call me that, which is great. I know. <laughs> um, you know Bevo is the steer that comes out before the Texas, Texas Longhorns lose. Yes. <laughs> no matter who catches them. <laughs> so after they quit, after they lost to... Oklahoma State this weekend? No. no that was, was Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma. Who did they lose? Ta- uh, TCU. TCU. They lost to TCU. Yeah. I think that game was on pretty late on Saturday night, so I did catch some of that. Uh, I thought a very fun weekend of college football. Of course, my, my Fighting Irish are just plowing along. You're Fighting Irish? My Fighting Irish. All right, Rudy. Since 1989. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, uh Let's dive in. I, I want to start uh, quickly with... Um, We'll get we'll get the Scott Patton shout out early. Already? Yeah. No no shirtless picks from Scott. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> he did get, he did peaks. listen he did listen to the podcast on his last day of the ride of the uh, Tour de Pink in California. Um, he did give us an update on that. Um, awesome. I think it's more, it's more amazing his post about thirty years of sobriety. Yes. That was the other thing I wanted to talk about. That's impressive, that's, especially for two alcoholics sitting at the table. That's that's, that's pretty. That's very amazing, Scott. And congratulations. That's, yeah, I mean, um, you deserve all all the credit in the world. And I know uh, I know everyone that uh, cares about you also is very thankful that you've been able to handle able to handle the situation as well as you can. Um, or have. Yeah, I mean that's anytime I run into a former colleague or. Uh, someone I know that's in the program, you know, like every once in a while I run into Ryan Bush. Oh, really? And the first thing he says out of his mouth is like, oh, I've been sober for like, at this point it's probably like... Like sober, sober? Sober, sober. Wow. Like I think he's probably been, he's probably got about 10 years at this point. Because I haven't seen him in a while, so... Right. Um, the other thing I want to bring up, uh, John Kroon, you know him. Yes. I guess he listens. I've probably... He travels a lot, so there's probably plenty of opportunity for him to he, he posted, podcast. I, last time before we recorded, so about a week and a half ago, I posted, hey, we're looking for topics to talk about. He said he wanted to come on and talk about the Trumps. Um, we we kind of stay away from politics as much as possible. Well, just similar to how I usually manage the Facebook page, Facebook to me is about sharing family, sharing with friends, sharing... And everybody has their... They're welcome to their own political view. Yes. However, sometimes it has to be... It's time to just not not have their... Not have them on your Facebook feed. Because yes. it's just... It, that's not what Facebook is to me. And if that's, that, if that's your thing, that's fine. If it isn't... I mean, I, I don't have to participate. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think... We're going to get to the point in the next few weeks or a few months where we're going to have to talk about it because I think it's going to start going sideways or it's kind of starting to go that way. I, I, think, you'll, I think you'll be amazed that actually at, at, never underestimate Money. Trump. <laughs> never underestimate Trump's ability to um, throw people under the bus. 
you would you would assume that Trump had control over his campaign. Yes. But however, if you're stupid enough to hire someone that works for is a lobbyist for Ukraine and, and other and other and you didn't think you were going to have change have problems in the future, you know he might not have known a whole lot. So there's it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, I um, John, if you want to come on, John's mean- welcome anytime. We'll, we'll figure out a way to we Skype you in. Actually, we, um, uh, well, John's living in Colorado Springs. Right, I saw he that. does have quite a... He, he and his wife, uh, Casey, have quite a bit of uh, family in the Rock Hill, South Carolina, North Carolina area. I'll figure so out a way to Skype visit, We can go visit Joe and... Um, what's your mom's name? Kathy. Joe and Kathy. I always want to say Marge. <laughs> Joe and Kathy. Joe and Kathy. And we can we can stop by. Well, I can figure out a way to Skype them in. Because the game is that we're going to again unless the Bills are playing. They already played them. Yep. <laughs> and so so we could we can figure out a way. But John, reach out to me on Facebook. I'll find a way to get you on. We'll we'll figure out something where we can record and you can talk about Trump and whatever you wanna whatever agenda you wanna push. Um, Maybe that'll be our first Skype. Yes. Maybe we'll work on Skyping. Before Skype and Feeney or somebody? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I was, I've been distant, thinking about your... Distant friends and relatives. I, I've been recently thinking about your idea to do an episode on D.B. Cooper. I've just got to yes. put the research in because I know... You don't know enough. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'd have to leave that There's other conspiracy theories that I'm in on, but that's not one of them. You aren't really... That's oh, the most no. amazing... I believe he survived. Heck <laughs> yeah, he survived. I believe he jumped out of the plane and he survived, <laughs> but that's really all I know. Yes. Um, so I think I think at some point I'll have to start cramming information. I'm just waiting for History Channel to run a series on. Well, the um, uh, I think Brad Metzer did one of the deco- of the of of his. They did one on him, and there is a. I believe it was on Discovery early, but it moved to either True TV or one of their other sister networks, and it is a it's a fantastic fantastic story. Did, was any of the money ever found? Yes. Together some, or separate? Some kids in they found Western Washington, but it could have been moved and left there. It might not have been from the original jump, they think. Right. Because they think that he, he jumped quite a bit further south than that. Right. Not, but, however, so, and I think the kids found the money 20 or 30 years later, like maybe in the late 90s. Or the early, I think it was in the mid to late 90s that the kids actually found money that serial numbers matched, matched Wow. to what was given. No, I, I'm in on, uh, there's the the one thing, it, start, it actually starts tomorrow, I think. It's the fifth season of um, Oak Island, which is, they think that uh, there's pirate treasure there. It's up in Canada, off of the Nova Scotia coast. They're not sure if it's pirate treasure, if it's treasure of the Templars. It's William Shakespeare Let's, missing t- text. You haven't, you haven't, you haven't watched that. No, I'm fi- I'm ready for season five. I love it. Yes. I love it. It's awesome. Yes. The other good one is the one that that Hitler Hitler didn't die in the bunker. Well, those two. That was at, at really back, after yes. Oak Island. So that was my Monday viewing for for years. <laughs> and I'm and, hoping that one comes back too. I know no one's surprised that no one dates me, but that might be a <laughs> between Ancient Aliens and that show and Gold Rush. Yeah, have <laughs> I you, have a weird TV viewing. Have you watched the new one on um, what's his name, the drug dealer from Colombia? His money. 
Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. It's only, um, the, only the first episode. There, there's one similar. It's actually uh, Gordo Cooper. Um, Gordo Cooper. Um, the astronaut. From space. I watched that one, too. I yes, love it. That, one, that one's really good. I don't know if they had enough money to keep producing. It doesn't look like it's coming I think back. They ran, I think they ran out. But the, but the story absolutely fascinates me. Yes. All those shows are... That's funny that we don't... We watch the same watch shows, the same show. but we don't talk about them ever <laughs> until we get on the podcast. Um, <clears throat> so, John, uh, get in touch with me on Facebook, Michael Vandura. We'll schedule something uh, for maybe sometime in the next month when we'll yeah. record something on the side and then add it to the episode, oh, and you cool. can talk about Trump or whatever, or the Clintons or whomever, the Trump. Gary Johnson. Whatever he wants to talk about. By then, there should be some more indictments or arrests. We're pretty good at moving conversations in the direction <laughs> that we need to go. Um, let's talk quickly cycling. It's kind of ended the season. Are there any more races left? I mean, it's pretty much wrapping up, right? No, the World Tour is completely done. Okay. Uh, when they did the uh, they did a state one-week stage race in China uh, a couple weeks ago, that's part of the reason that you see kind of like golf silly season. Um, the right, they actually did the UCI Gala um, in China uh, where they give out the end of the season awards to certain riders and, uh, ha- and have a large party. And then uh, traditionally they do uh, the Japan Cup is a race on the Utsumayara uh, road course. Mm-hmm. That's the 1990 World Championships road course. I believe they've done a World Championships there, one World Cycling Road Championships there, more um, once again, maybe in the early 2000s at one time. But it was a road course that was specifically built for a road world championships. And they use it every year there. And they, they pay to have the riders fly out. Um, they accommodate them. And, and it's just a chance for the local communities to, or the people who want to see cycling, to see their favorite stars. Okay. So that leads into what I wrote down. We thought it was the Shanghai Criterium, but it's the Saitama? Saitama. I think there was a Shanghai Criterium also. Okay. And there was a smaller stage race that wasn't on the world tour level. Um, that some of the smaller teams from Australia, uh, the United States, some of the continental teams get invited to, and then some of the world tour teams I think might have done it, maybe one or two out of the teams. Um, and so it's a, it's a chance for everyone to kind of unwind or uh, like for Cavendish, who had a poor season and was in ill health, it's a chance for him to go <clears throat> race a little bit more uh, before he hangs the bike up or takes, takes a break. When I asked you about it, I said, hey, I saw Cavendish won a race the other day. You said, no, it's not really a race. It's more like WWE, where they know the results ahead of time. And I said, oh, so everybody just gets paid like 50 grand to show up yes. and race, and the, the results are yes. predetermined. Well, the, yes, the winner is definitely, uh, definitely uh, usually predetermined. Uh, in this race, in the Saitama race, Cavendish wins just barely outsprints the two Japanese riders that are in the race. And so, um, you know, but, you know, everybody needs to have, it needs to have those kind of races and do those kind of things. Well, the thing, the thing you mentioned to me as well was that it's like one of those races where, you know, everybody kind of leads a lap to kind of get the crowd, to keep the crowd into it. Yes. You know, it's like, it's like the 20 man battle run. Yes. <laughs> you know, the giant's going to win. 
<laughs> yes. He's standing in the middle. He's taking on four, <laughs> four dwarfs. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's for entertainment. Yeah. Kind of like the NFL. <laughs> wow. Let's not go out on the stretch because the NFL has not been entertaining this year. What do you mean it hasn't been entertaining? The, the front office the of Browns, the NFL. The Browns, the Browns, the Browns misset the paperwork. Actually, oh, I guess it came out. We the Browns, the Browns were waiting for Cincinnati to fill their side out and then send it in. Cincinnati only did their side and not or forward it without some of the Browns' paperwork. The 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 story I read was the Browns have been submitting paperwork wrong for months on <laughs> trades, and they just kept filling it out wrong, and that's why the trade didn't go through. For was it McCarron? Yes. Former Alabama quarterback. Yes. Which Ooh, I don't know why they would. Brent Musburger has a huge crush on his on his fiance. Yes, she's <laughs> Catherine. I think he had to come out with a public apology. He did. <laughs> was it during the during the game the or championship or SEC championship? It was one of the two. I, I think it was the SEC championship, and then he had to apologize. Yes. And late, and late no, I think the same game. Oh, in the same game. <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, but why would you trade for him? Because they don't have any other options, and they need to win a couple of games. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They need draft picks. No, you need. You cannot have a loser mentality. All you can't not win a game. It's Cleveland. It, it, it doesn't <laughs> matter where you are. As a you long, have to do everything as, you can as a twenty to win one game. You have to at least win one play game. Play to win the game. You, you <laughs> play to win the game. Um. Yeah. It's hard to explain how the Browns are just. You thought the Jets were worse. I did. I did. Well, okay, so has San Francisco won yet? Yes. Yeah. They, I think they did, like, maybe week three. I think it was pretty early. No, they hadn't won a game up until two weeks ago, but they cover the spread every week. How do they do that? <laughs> they lose every game money, by two or three how, points. How much money did Shanahan and, um, <laughs> and uh, Lynch have on games? Oh, wait, that, that brings up a whole other story. So they <laughs> traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Did you hear John Lynch had the balls to ask New England to trade for Tom Brady? Why not? That guy's a moron. He'd be available. You don't think Belichick would trade Tom Brady if he thought it was best for the team? Not today. Do you? Well, not, <laughs> not he today. might not be the best. Not today. Okay. Do you think he would have done it at the beginning of the season for a three first round? Would he have traded Tom Brady for San Francisco's first three picks in the next three seasons. First round picks. Yes, yes he would, and yes. you know he would. Yes. <laughs> I have to do the math, because that means they're getting a number one or a number two. Yes. In a quarterback heavy draft. Yes. Although I did hear the kid from USC said he's not coming out early because he doesn't want to play for San Francisco or Cleveland. <laughs> well, you know, there's only so many Eli Manning's that are in the world, so. Eli Manning has two championships. Still has two championships. He has one more. He has one more than Brad Johnson and Edmund Dilfer. And the same number as his brother. And Aaron Rodgers. And the same number as his brother. So he's got two more than Dan Marino. I really don't think Eli Manning is, is a very good quarterback. He's a good game manager. Well, th- there is that, but he's a good game manager. But you win championships on defense, running the football regularly, and making four throws a game. Four. Four. <laughs> Just four. If you can make four throws a game and you have great defense and you can run the ball, anybody, anybody that can make four throws at the right time could win the Super Bowl. Okay. I won't disagree with that. I didn't think you would. Um, 
Is there anything else going on in the world of cycling? I see uh, there's a little well, bit it's cyclocross season. Uh, East Point Track Club, we're having our cyclocross race November, uh, the weekend of 18th and 19th. We do a collegiate cup. We're combining with SCAD and Georgia Tech for Saturday, and that race is going to be in Conyers. And then Sunday is our Georgia Cyclocross Series part? race. And um, we were at Atlanta Motor Speedway last year, yep. but we moved to Nash Farms Battlefield for this year. So we're looking forward to, um, it's gonna be a little bit of a challenge. We can't set the course until 6 a.m. And we have to be ready to race by 9.20. So usually you have, usually you have all day the day before to kind of set the course and play around with it. But uh, but we'll get it done. We'll have, we'll have some good racing. Um, oh, they are? Oh, San Francisco is 0-9. My bad. No worries. Good thing I didn't bet you on that one. I would have finally got one right. Yeah, I know. It's a good thing. <laughs> um, I did see there's a bit of infighting going on with Team Movie Star. Uh, well, yeah, you know they brought Landon in, um, uh, he, and he is going. He is going to get to lead the team somewhere. Quintana might actually try to do the Giro Tour double again. He said um, he is. And Valverde still wants to win. But that's always a good problem to have because it's very unlikely that someone is healthy and ready to go at all three great well, tours. I like their chances of having Quintana, Valverde, and Landa for the tour because one of them is going to not perform or get hurt and drop out. Yeah, but unfortunately it's like kind of like having – like the difference between having two women on the team and three women on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Are you calling them women? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I apologize well, for Mike's comments <laughs> towards women, especially in the time and state of the, this country. <laughs> you should apologize for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like having three. You might have women listeners. There's like. You two. might have two. <laughs> There's two. Um, not, not, not. I'm just making a joke. I'm very sorry if I offended anyone. It's we could just say three semi-sexual uh, Europeans uh, kind of don't necessarily get along with each other. However, Movistar does do a good job of balancing. They did a good job of balancing Valverde and Quintana, and I I have to imagine they would do a good job of balancing Landa, Quintana, and Valverde. I would run Quintana just Italy and Spain. Well, you know Quintana has a hat. Um, um, it's very similar to um, uh, well I've done this in my career and I know I know that you've had this happen to you in, in your restaurant side of the career um, sometimes you bring someone who's been a general manager at another restaurant in to help a restaurant not that, not that the general manager there is, is weak or not doing their job but just to boost their performance and it's amazing how individuals <laughs> performances get better when there's someone that is the second <laughs> that someone is there that can very easily do the job. <laughs> Substitute restaurant for <laughs> something else. For something else. And you and 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 so that's true in any and and it, it's true of me also. There are times where I get worn down. I, uh, if I have a, a weak management team or if I feel if, it just as a human being there's only so much you can do yes. and you can only do so much for so long and eventually it's good for a team if it's available to bring someone in that has that same skill set just to help push that person along and I really think Land is actually going to help get the best out of Quintana, Quintana 
because Quintana is not going to stay. He's not. Landon Livson is a Spaniard. He is not going to go back to Colombia and wait until the last minute to come back. He's going to stay in Europe. He's going to bring his family over earlier. They're going to Europeanize themselves. He doesn't. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want Landon to have meetings with the boss man that he doesn't know about. Right. That he's not going to be there for. And yeah. So, so they're, he's going to live next door, and yes, he's going to be involved in everything. Yes. And and that's really what Movistar has asked him to do well, for the last and, couple of years. But he wanted to go back home, and you know, there's there are times in your life when it's good to be home, and then there are times when your life when you have an opportunity to do something that you're never going to have a chance to do that very few individuals in the world have a chance to do. Well, he's, it's to the point now where people are questioning whether or not this guy's good enough to win the Tour de France. Well, he's obviously gotten second in the Tour de France, so he obviously does have... it's happen. been how many years? Right. It's three, been three four, years five? since. It's been three years since. So it's very similar to the Falcons situation. We know that the reason the Falcons cannot hold a lead is because of the head coach. That is that is completely on Dan Quinn, and everybody knows it now. He's proven it over and over and over again that he cannot hold the lead. He's and they're not able to come from behind anyway, so that doesn't even matter. Well, not anymore. They used to be really good at that. Well, they used to be able to score a bunch of points. Yeah. But <clears throat> I mean, it's obvious now. He needs to go sit on a rock somewhere in Sedona, Arizona, and figure figure this out because he he is incapable of making these changes that would allow this team to perform the way it needs to. Um, I think that's enough. For, that's more cycling than I thought we were going to talk about. Is it? Yeah. Cool. Uh, restaurants stuff. Let's talk about our wing challenge. Yeah. All right. So are we going to do, I know we talked about this probably about a month ago. Are we going to do a bracket now or are we just going to do a head-to-head total score? We can do, well, so my, uh, we, we were talking about doing doing brackets and doing it that way. So ideally, first I came up with the matrix of of how we're going to judge each one. Yes. And so, I even after eating wings once with the matrix, I, I feel one hundred percent confident that we could actually do we could actually do head to head one against the other within a certain time frame, or we could do we could do a few of them that are easier to get to. Right. And then one of us could actually go to the other one. And we would, and we could do it that way. So, and so that's the nice thing about the matrix. It's actually so detailed okay. that it would allow it would allow even judging for everyone. Okay, so you put together your matrix on Saturday, I think. Yes. You texted it to me. I looked at it briefly and I said, "Oh, this is perfect. This is great." <laughs> and I don't have my phone with me. I left it in the other room. What is on the matrix? So, what are the, there's 10, 10 judging criteria, correct? Well, there's actually. So there's actually 12 criteria okay. that are judged between 1 and 10. Okay. Appearance. So, so total score of 120 if you get it. Divided. So what I did is, so to get a score between 1 and 10 for, for I did Taco Mac near my house because I wanted wings on Saturday night and I didn't have any other plans. Um, so I went, to, I went to Taco Mac, so I put in T-Mac Prado 11, uh, November 4th. So I judged by appearance, size, skin color, skin texture, Meat texture, meat quality, nooks for sauce, internal temperature, sauce for taste, sauce for texture, and then the peripherally would be celery and dipping sauce. Scored one to ten. <laughs> oh my god, that is great. <laughs> so there's really no way to come up with a top. Okay, so 
my question at that point is, because I would like to go to Taco Mac, because I know you can order six at a time. Yes. And do like four different flavors. Well, my my I originally thought we might be able to do that, but what I would like to do to judge these people fairly, I'd like to just order straight hot. Okay. So every place, and we can get more wings with the different flavors and do all that, but they would be judged upon maybe like the, a special the smallest a special order. category. Yeah. Because I think like like we've always talked about the one great thing about. Like, I don't think the wings at Taco Mac for going fried hot are all that great. Right. But the but, TMI wings are. But the habanero barbecue roasted wings are phenomenal. Yeah, but they're too sweet. The TMI Sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not. <laughs> if you get them where they're a little bit hot, you're in great shape. Yes. But I know, but you I don't always get where that. it tastes like it's like they just, just taste like they put like your sweet baby rays, yes, <laughs> like like, yes. In, like in a bowl, and it's like it's like whoa 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 whoa. So so if we were gonna do all these restaurants that we talked about, what was it fourteen we were up to? So and we got cut a couple people phone. out. So if we did fourteen, I think it's only fair that we just judge. We order hot, and we can order other wings, and we can judge those for other reasons. Okay. But to judge restaurant to restaurant, I think we should just order hot. We tell the server we'd like whatever their smallest portion of wing is. We'd like six hot. Okay. Or four hot or eight hot. Some no, places are ten. We, no, we get a single order and we split it. Well, yeah, and then we do that, and then, then we can order our own wings. But do we break it down even further? Better drum, better... <laughs> better flat? Because I'm a flat man. You want me to add that in? Nah, a 12 is... I think 12 is too many categories. It was... I was thinking that we, I might come up with 6 or 8. But really, I do like judging about how the quality of the celery and the dipping sauce. Yeah, because sometimes you get just... Because you can have fantastic wings. And, and bad and, cheese. And, and, yeah, like and $3 the, hard because they make fresh yes. blue cheese. Yes. And it's too sour. Yes. Or they just use Ken Steakhouse blue cheese and put it in a one ounce cup, and you can't even get the wing. You can't even get the wing. You, get the the, the in there. <laughs> you can't even get the wing in there. And then when you ask for more su- more sauce, you get the eye roll from the server or the bartender, and they, they don't even want to bring it out. So, um, I think so. I, I'm on, I'm kind of basically on the road the next two weeks. So maybe we start at the week of Thanksgiving. That's fine. If I'm if I'm around for that, maybe we can take my kids with us. That'd be awesome. You know how much I love those kids. Yes. Um, you still have rock band set up? It take me five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it take me five minutes. I don't have the drums anymore though. Just guitars and microphones. <laughs> um, sorry, I gotta send an email out real quick. Um, all right, so let's let's dive into. The, the main topics of tonight's episode. Um, it's fo- it's very football heavy. It's uh, M. Vandera. Oh, there it is. At Hotmail. Got it. Sorry. No worries. So we'll, we'll kind of glance over this quickly. Um, World Series ended. Game 7. Astros win in Los Angeles. Um, first, first World Series for the Astros. Um, you know, they kind of, I think they kind of rallied around the hurricane and winning one for the town. Um, it doesn't hurt when you trade for Justin Verlander. Um, true. I saw that him and Kate Upton got married this past weekend. Must be rough for him. Oh, he's, his life's got to be just awful. Awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Have you seen Cavendish's wife? No, I haven't. I forget. She was a model at one time. Oh, Jesus. Let me see if I can... I don't think she Isn't was. A, like five foot six. Yeah, I don't think he was. A, <laughs> I don't think he was a spice. I don't think she was a spice girl, but she was. She was something like that. Don't go knocking the spice girls. I I was not knocking. Okay, I'm just making spice sure. Girl. Just making sure. Because <laughs> four of the five of them were really hot. <laughs> well, isn't Becca married to one still? Victoria. Posh. Posh. I know them all. Baby, ginger, scary. <laughs> Sporty. Mm-hmm. Sporty was your favorite. I saw the poster on her life. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Spice Girls were a little after my time. So. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, all right, so the one thing you mentioned when we went through this before the show was how great John, Schm- John Smoltz is on the broadcast and how horrible Joe Buck is. Yes. Um, it was. It's actually been nice watching football have, without Joe Buck for the last few weeks. Yes, it's I been bet, great. Well, heaven forbid the Cowboys are playing because yeah, then Aikman's all. Yes. What's funny is I think Tony Romo was calling the Cowboys game yesterday. Yes, but who is he working with? Jim Nance. Was he? I think that's the team. Wow. It's either Nance or but I know you don't like Nance Cap- really. No, I don't. I don't care for him at all. Uh, but he's way better than Joe Buck. Cavendish is married to Peta Todd. Peta Todd. Yes. Right, She's a glamour, glamour girl. Did, did we talk about the Simpsons documentary last time? What? Did, we didn't talk about this. Is there a, is there a Simpsons? It's a, about... Did we? Uh, we, might, we did some Simpsons, but I don't think it was that. It was the softball team episode. <laughs> Do you remember that episode? No. Okay. In the early 90s, there was an episode where the nuclear power plant had a softball team. I think we did talk about this. Okay. With Daryl Strawberry and yes. Jose. Okay. Yes, we did. We did. I thought we talked about it. I just want to make was sure. Was it on the podcast or did we just talk about this? In we life? had to have talked about it on the podcast. I think we did. Um, all right. So, Joe Buck's not going away, unfortunately. Well, like Bob Costas, you just can't. It's like a bad rash that's generational. <laughs> or Brent Musburger. <laughs> I like Musburger. I I know. I mean, I, I just don't. There, you know, what's hard is these guys go through ebbs and flows where they're good, they're bad, they're good, they're bad. True, and it's not their co cohort. Who's that? That's Cavendish's wife. Could you find a <laughs> more plain picture of her? She's <laughs> wearing a t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> oh, she's pretty. With the Mickey Mouse ears. Minnie Mouse ears. Um, but the little girl has them on too. Yeah. Um, I don't think, you know, unfortunately, we're kind of stuck with him for a while. Unfortunately. Because uh, Chip Carey would be much better with John Smokes. I think Bob Euchre would be better. Well, Bob Euchre would be better by himself. It's almost like, like worth... He did it the whole movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? Monty was there with him. <laughs> Dynamite dropping, Monty. <laughs> Those communication classes are really paying off for you. <laughs> um, all right, so there's a bunch of stuff here for the NFL. Um, Ezekiel Elliott played again yesterday. I, it looks like his suspension is going to kick in this week. Possible. But I have a feeling that he's playing mind games with Goodell. Because I think Goodell's about to get ousted. I don't know. He's, 
Goodell is 17 orders, owners against. Yes. 19, 4. It's not 30. 32, right? It's 17 and 19 to 36. Okay, so... 15. 15? Yeah. But they need 23 to remove. Okay. So the politics are actually... So reading between the lines of large organizations, Barman style, is the the owners, the, the, the silent majority of owners aren't going to speak against Jerry Jones, but they're tired of his crap. They're tired of Jerry Jones' crap. Yes. And Jerry Jones now wants Goodell out. Yes. And Arthur Blank is actually on the silent majority side, and he's in charge of the... Um, He's in charge of the renegotiation or the negotiations on Goodell's extension. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones would like to get Goodell removed. Right. The silent owners like the fact that Goodell can stand up to Jerry Jones and are afraid that they would lose a vote right. for the next commissioner. And so, therefore, they are better off with the, with the hell they have than a possible new hell. Okay, so you also have... Papa John jumping in here. <laughs> well, the, the the TV numbers are down. I mean, there's no there there isn't any business that, that can say that that we're down twenty percent and we don't know why. And and you know the NFL is going to give some of that money back to ESPN to Papa John's or anyone who asks for it. I guarantee you, this is the first time Super Bowl ads go for less money than than the year before. Than the year before. Yep. And I don't think anyone wants to associate with, with, the, with the NFL right now. Well, the product is bad. The product is, is bad. really bad. It's, it is. Yeah, you know, and it's part player's fault and it's part... Um, owner's fault. Oh, uh, Goodell's, and, and, Goodell's, and Goodell's fault and morale. Yeah. You, know, it, you know, you don't build a good restaurant with poor morale. It just nope. doesn't... It, doesn't it, it, it just doesn't... People aren't coming if it ain't fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and the players don't want to play under, under, under these folks. So my theory before you shot up to crap was that <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott was just kind of waiting out Goodell getting ousted, and the same thing was happening with Kaepernick. Well, I don't think Kaepernick actually has any ground to stand on. So, I don't think there's any texts. I don't think there's any emails. I don't think there's anyone that said – I don't believe there's anywhere in there that says don't hire Kaepernick. I don't think any in any form of communication between anyone in the NFL or any individual team. I don't. I think every all thirty-two owners don't want Kaepernick on their team. Okay. Individually. So I don't have inside information, but I know information on. Well, so his lawyer. Yes. Is on Corolla's podcast all the time. Right. Twice a week, maybe. Wow. Yeah, they're they do a podcast together. Right. Him and Corolla, but he comes on and he was on, so they recorded one yesterday. Um, I'm good. Um, he was on yesterday. He was on last week, and he but he felt like Kaepernick would get signed by a team sometime in the next ten days. Um, I kind of feel like Houston was a good fit for Kaepernick um, with. Uh, Deshaun Watson going down but there's some more situations going on there I don't know if it's going to happen so he said that last Monday uh, he said within 10 days he felt like Kaepernick would be signed with the team and might play sometime in the next month 
Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But, um, you know, that is where it gets a little foggy. Now, are there other teams that could use them? I felt like if the Packers played poorly tonight, they might go get them. It's possible. Um, you know, there's, there may be a few owners. There may be a few owners in here, but really when I think about the NFL and the players and the owners in, in the league office, three very strong organizations, we finally come full circle in the fact that because of the rules of how how many hour, how few hours the players can practice, how few meetings that they can have with with their coaches, how few it has it has lowered the quality of play. Mm-hmm. However, if you lower the quality of play, unfortunately the players can't get paid as much because the owners can't make as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're finally coming full circle to where the owners are now coming to the players and like, how can we improve justify, this? Or how can we justify how can how can we How can we improve this? This is not going well. Yeah. This is not... And, and you know some of it's Kaepernick. I don't. And we we talked we talked about this, so I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the dead horse. But but you can you can protest all you want. You you have to stand for the national anthem. That means a lot of things to a lot of different people. Yes. And I don't care if you like like um who was it Jim McMahon that wore the the the, the, headbands. the, the headbands and did that. If you need to put a mar- if you need to wear something that signifies. That signifies that you're you're for something, but you have to stand for the national anthem. It's just yeah. it, it, it just it just upsets too too many people for too many reasons, and so and and so I mean they they're gonna have to figure it out, and, and you know what they make so much money, I guarantee you they figure it out. Right. <laughs> well, you were saying something about McNair before we came on. Well, I always want to call him Steve McNair, but unfortunately, that's the gentleman that. That was the old quarterback, isn't it? Yes. And he passed away five years ago, or, or late two thousand, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. I think I just saw a feed somewhere where that story came back up, and and so is it Bob McNair that yes. owns that owns the the the, the um, Bob McNair owns the Texans, and for some reason I don't know why anyone would say this when when they're in a meeting with other really with other <coughs> predominant people. But you don't say that we can't let the inmates run the prison. Yeah, no, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Um, but then, did you see? Did you see uh, Mark Cuban coming back with? Because I'm an equity owner of a team, doesn't make me a slave owner. Oh man! And it was an actual. It was a. Um, I think someone was 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 speaking about the NBA from the NFL. We. He may run for president. He absolutely will run for president. Him and The Rock. <laughs> is, that his, is that his vice president? No, the Rock, it looks like The Rock's going to run too. Every, well, now that Trump's proven that anybody can be president. Yes. Any idiot can be president. Um, we talked about the Falcons. They've lost three of their last four. Four of their last five. They beat five. the Jets on the road. Three, three out of four, I think. Yeah. It started with that loss. With three. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they did. As, as they've done the last what, four times, five times they've played them. It's definitely been three. They don't play. They, beat, all, they don't they, play all that. They beat them twice last year. Yeah. At, oh well, they well the playoff win was bigger. Yeah. Um, 
What are you doing with it? Um, let's, uh, let's briefly glance over hockey quickly. Um, I told you about this earlier. So, um, prior to the season, the NHL had made a couple adjustments to calling penalties, at least for the first half of the season. <laughs> when to see how it went? Well, one of the solutions to getting scoring up was to call more penalties. <laughs> uh, first, they started doing this, started calling... Well, the, the article I read earlier in the week was there were three big slashing calls from last season <coughs> that caused injuries. So they decided, okay, well, let's just call more slashing penalties this year. Well, I mean, and when you and I watch Pittsburgh together, all, uh, all, uh, um, what's the M1? Malkin. Uh, Malkin does is slash. Mm-hmm. That's all he does. That's how he clears space. All over the ring, all over the ice, is he slashes and he slashes. He got and the he memo. Is, Sid, he not, is Sid, he not slashing? Sid, Sid hasn't gotten the memo. <laughs> Sid Sid's leading the team in penalties, I think. But Malkin just slashed and slashed and slashed and and. So good for them for trying to. Uh, pen, penalties are up. Slashing penalties specifically are up. I, th- I think the stat I read was they've called 164 penalties so far for slashing this season. And in prior five seasons, they'd call a total of 164 penalties <laughs> for slashing. So slashing is up. Uh, goals uh, goals per game is up from 2.77 to 3.1. I did notice that pretty much right right away when you look at when I, when I look at the the scores uh, scrolling across the bottom of the screen when you're watching another sporting event. It's like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, it's a little more lopsided. Yeah, a little like more five twos, five ones, five twos, six twos, six yeah. threes, and that doesn't usually usually hockey used to be a little bit more similar. Two to one, three two, one, two one, and yes. Um, Penguins stink. They're barely over five hundred, but it's early. It doesn't matter. They're third in the Metropolitan. Who's ahead of Washington and uh, Columbus and New Jersey? New Jersey's in first place. Nine and three. They were in last place last. They were dead. They got the number one pick. Who was it? I don't know. Is he playing? Oh, I'm sorry. They didn't get the number one, but they got the two or three. They didn't win so, the lottery. Who won the lottery? Let's see. Buff- Carolina's four and five, and Buffalo's four and eight in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Buffalo's not playing well. Uh, ten of them, or Florida looks just as bad on ten points. They're having goaltender issues. Florida is? Yeah. What's his name's hurt? Um, Luongo. Oh. <laughs> Remember they picked up? How old is he? He's late 30s. Yeah, I was thinking. Remember they picked up Antinian <coughs> from the Penguins, the guy who gave up 16 goals in three games. Arizona only has five points. Two wins and a loss in overtime. He, Two yeah. and 12. Yeah. Weren't they good, in the playoffs? Good thing the Pens got them tomorrow night. When the, they uh, traded their goalie away. Weren't they in the playoffs last year? Two years ago. Two years ago. They got Rick Tockett's their head coach, former assistant of the two-time Stanley Cup. Is Gretzky still a part owner? No. I think he got asked in that gambling, that gambling, oh. <laughs> where Janet Jones was gambling on games. Yeah, <laughs> Likely. Um, How's Vegas have 18 points? Vegas, Flurry's out. Uh, P- Pecan Subban's brother is the other backup goalie. He's out. They're playing their third or fourth string goalie and they keep winning. Wow. It's all ex Penguins, though. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it. <laughs> so, um,. College. Oh, Pat, we got Packers Lions tonight. My Packers against your Lions. <laughs> your closet, 
you're good. I'm surprised you're not wearing your, your Barry Sanders jersey. <laughs> no, I got Jim, Jim Caldwell. There you go. Yeah, Jim Caldwell pullover. Um, Were they playing in Detroit or Green Bay? Uh, I don't know. I think Green Bay. It doesn't matter. The, pain, the Packers aren't going to win. I told you they'd lose by yeah, 20. Green Bay. They'd lose by 20. <laughs> the dollar. Dollar. Normal bet. Usual. Um, College football playoff rankings came out last week. We got another announcement tomorrow. I don't think it's going to change much. No, no. Uh, Clemson did barely skate by NC State, but well, that's better than losing to Syracuse. That's true. Um, first first week of the playoff rankings, you had Georgia at number one, Alabama at number two, Notre Dame at number three, and Clemson at number four. Um, and then I think you had. Five and six both lost. Uh, Ohio State. And Penn State? And Penn State. Or Oklahoma something? No, Penn State lost. Oklahoma won that game. <clears throat> yeah. And then Penn At State. At one point it was looking and like five. Was, Ohio State was further down. And then I think Penn State. There was, Penn State lost to Michigan State. There was one point on on Saturday where literally four, five, six, and seven were all going to lose. Wow. Because uh, Clemson was struggling with NC State. Right. Um, Ohio State did lose to Michigan State. Right. I think they were five. Oklahoma was losing to Oklahoma State. Right. And the other one, I can't remember who it was. Penn State? Might have been seven? No, I thought Penn State was ahead of Ohio State. Did they beat Ohio State? Ohio State no, beat they Penn lost. State. Ohio State beat Penn State, but they had two losses. So I think Ohio well, they, State they had was, two losses after this weekend. No, they had, Ohio State has three losses now. Oh wow! I and they beat Penn State. Who did they lose and to? Michigan. They lost to Oklahoma. And and someone else in the beginning of the season. That's it. Uh, Oklahoma was week two. Iowa, Oklahoma, and someone else. I think. I don't think I'll so. Look it up. I'll look it up. I'll I don't think so. I'm looking it up. <clears throat> oh, they have two two losses. Yeah, Michigan State and Oklahoma. Mi- Mich- Michigan State has two losses. Ohio State has two losses. Penn State, Penn has, State two has, two has two losses. And Michigan yeah. has two losses. Yeah. And Wisconsin's 8-0, 9-0? But they haven't played anybody. But they, they haven't played anybody. Yeah, exactly. Um... We got 30 for 30 rematch this weekend. Catholics versus convicts. Is it on again? 8 o'clock, Saturday <coughs> night. Should That's be the game of the week. Uh, I believe Miami is up to 9 or 10. Uh, they're undefeated in the ACC. I think they're undefeated, period. Yeah. Undefeated and in the ACC. Um, Florida State didn't end up being as tough as they were. Florida State has two wins. Right. <laughs> and um, uh, Tech played them tight, uh, but uh, Miami ended up winning that game. Um, I don't think they played NC State yet. No, it's um, it's going to be interesting down the stretch here because Georgia that, had... That Miami-Clemson uh, Miami game would be awesome in the ACC championship. That'd be in Charlotte. Um. The way these schedules work out for everybody, 
down the stretch. So Notre Dame has Miami this week, Navy next week, and then Stanford. Georgia, Miami plays Notre Dame, Virginia, and Pitt. That's all they have left besides the championship game. Uh, uh, Georgia has Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. Auburn, mm-hmm. and most likely Alabama in the SEC championship game. Right. And then uh, I think Clemson's schedule isn't terrible. Georgia's Georgia has a cupcake in there too. They might be playing them. Well, they week. usually play Appalachian State the weekend before. They usually play Appalachian. State. I want to say State. they're playing like Wofford this week. <clears throat> well, they play someone that runs a triple option. The week before. Yes. <laughs> Georgia Tech. Yes. They're playing like Furman. I can't remember who it they is. They might have played like Navy, Navy one time also to get the. Navy's a tough game. I think they they have played Navy in the past for the triple option. Right. Well, you got Air Force wins it too. Right. No, isn't it usually Georgia Southern? It's usually that's because Paul Johnson's old team, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't think they they don't run the same offense any longer. Well, they might. I don't know. Um, wow, look how bad Louisville is. Yeah. Petrino's having a rough go of it. Wow. Um, any predict- predictions on the national champion? Any early predictions? Nah, I like to let him play. You got somebody you're rooting for? No. I know you're not, not as big a college football fan. I just, I just root for Georgia Tech. Oh, you're an employee, so. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if you can call I have to, every year I sign a piece of paper that tells me I'm not a, that I'm not an employee over oh, and over and over again. Really? Oh yeah. As the coach, the yeah. coach. Yeah, I, I sign a piece of paper every year that one that says I won't yell at anyone or have sexual relations with anyone, and then the next piece of paper that they hand me says says that I am not an employee of Georgia Tech. At no time I have employment with Georgia Tech, nor can I can I <clears throat> say that I'm an employee of Georgia Tech. Um. The final thing I got here on the list is something I've been looking forward to for about four months. (laughs) Tomorrow night, I will gladly turn on channel 846 and end the boycott of ESPN for about two to three hours. Wow. And watch the 30 for 30 on the nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo! (laughs) In order to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm the best thing going today. <laughs> Jesus. I love 80s wrestling and 90s wrestling and early <laughs> 2000s wrestling. I was a big, big wrestling fan. Wow. And I can remember, you know, I was always into the WWF. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. Which version? The Hard Found. The 80s. Before the steroid issue. Like they didn't no, before the, Okay, so <laughs> there's, a couple, there's a couple different eras, and we talked about this before the show. There's, there's, as I said, B, BG and AG, before <laughs> Andre the Giant yeah. and after Andre the Giant. So at, this would be after on, uh, during the Andre Giant era, right up until the early 90s when the WWE got sued by the federal government for steroids. When Hulk Hogan kind of disappeared for like two years. Right. And then pop back up in, in WCW. Yes. Um, but I can, like, my, I can remember my dad taking me. We'd go to see my grandmother in Cleveland. And then we'd, all the cousins. You would go to wrestling? All the cousins would pop in the car. We'd drive out an hour to the Richfield Coliseum and go see oh, WWE. Wrestling. Go see WWE. You're kidding. I can remember moving down here in 1998. Jeff and I 
two weeks before we moved, went to see WW or WCW in Buffalo, and then got tickets at the Georgia Dome two weeks later and saw Goldberg beat Hulk Hogan in the Georgia Dome. You're kidding. It was awesome. I, I every once in a while I'll turn on Monday Night Raw just to see what's going on, but it's not, it's, it's lost a little bit of its luster. It has. Um, you sure? It's men in tights dancing around, <laughs> all greased up. It's great. It's just like you and me back in the restaurant days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but I can remember as a kid, like Saturday night, there's nothing on. Who are these guys? The ride along. That's the Hardy Boys. Um, and I don't know the two in the back. The two in the front of the Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Those two are weird. <laughs> they, uh, they were posting videos a couple months ago of them boxing a kangaroo. They have a kangaroo, and they train with him. They own a kangaroo. They own a kangaroo, and they train with him, and he punches them in the face. <laughs> okay. Um, where was I going? I can, I can remember Saturday night. It's like 6 o'clock. There's nothing on TV, and I throw on WCW Saturday night with Tony Schiavone. <laughs> And my dad, my dad would come downstairs and he's like, what are you watching? Like, I'm watching wrestling. He goes, this is crap. Ric Flair couldn't clean Hulk Hogan's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he said? He would say that every week when it was on. <laughs> you have the, the Four Horsemen, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, uh, I knew them all. Jesus. It's going to be you, you You had to have been kind of a wrestling fan as a kid. Zero. Zero? Absolutely none. Wow. I have never watched more than two seconds of wrestling. It's something that is on, what channel is Monday Night Raw on? USA. USA. Yeah. It's in between the channels, between ESPN, Discovery. It is. And <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's 8.42. Discovery's 8.40, and ESPN's and so 8.46. The only time, and I, I will tell this, this is a restaurant story. So, so this kid, uh, server, wanted to become a manager. The company was desperate for managers, so... I didn't want to train him. I didn't think he should become a manager. Uh, they wanted him. They wanted him. Uh, so, so this kid, uh, he was a nice guy. He was o- he was okay. Um, uh, so I left the restaurant one night on a Monday night at Hops in Orange Park, Florida, and I come I come back to the restaurant like an hour, hour and a half. So I do the usual barber thing where I'll, I'll go and I'll kind of come back in and check on the restaurant before I go home. And so I go in, WWF is on the televisions in the bar area of Hops Grill and Bar. That's a bit odd. And I was like, I was like, I explicitly said, at no time are you allowed to, it's either news or it's sports. The simple... ESPN covers WWE. I'm just saying. Wrestling is not sports. (laughs) (laughs) You can't watch wrestling. So a couple weeks later... Um, we had uh, the kitchen manager had not ordered enough salmon for us so I sent him to go get the salmon that we needed for the restaurant to get through the weekend so it was probably like Friday afternoon at about 3 o'clock or so and I gave him the, the, the green full size chicken truck to use to go get the fish so he didn't have to take his own so he didn't have to have fish in your car you know you can just put it in the bag this kid goes and stops by his home and makes himself a sandwich Hangs out, hangs out like with his wife and his friends, and then comes back like two and a half hours after I sent him. He comes back with the salmon that we needed to cut for the weekend, so we wanted to get that done so that we wouldn't have to do it Friday night. 
and you could not believe how upset I was when he came in. Yes, I can. <clears throat> you don't. You had you, one job. You you don't you don't stop somewhere else. Leave people that the prep guys could cut that, and so they have to stay, or I have to do it, or he didn't have the skills to be able to cut that much salmon. Because that's the we used to get the the salmon loins. They'd be about what was it, about nine to twelve pounds per loin. You'd use the back of the chef knife. You'd cut the tail. Uh, get the back of the knife under the skin, and you'd rip the skin off, and then you'd have to cut. Uh, lunch portion was eight or nine ounces. Dinner yeah, portion was 12, twelve to twelve and a half. Yeah. Yep. And so, and you cut it on a bias, and he didn't have that skill. So we were all hung up while he was having sandwiches and hanging out, and he saw how mad he was. And I don't think he had any idea how upset I was going to be. And he fessed up immediately where he was. Sometimes it's just better to be honest. And then I finally, I find, well, he, he's one of the few first people that I said, well, it's very easy. Either you get better or you go away. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him to scrub a wall. And he said, managers don't scrub walls. And I was like, well, managers do what's ever necessary. We have the vice president coming in tomorrow. We need to get this wall, and you're worthless on the line. So why don't you scrub the wall, and we'll have skilled people actually cook. And he refused. And I sent him home, and then they fired him the next, they fired him the next day. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing how people can make it in the restaurant. <laughs> well, they think it's good. They... They think because I stand next to a wall and I'm kind of watching what's going what's going on that I'm not doing anything. Right. And you know that about me, but I can tell you, I, I can tell There's you three, exactly. Three other things going I can on tell you head. exactly. I can tell you exactly how many sales we're doing for the hour. I can tell you exactly how well the service bartender and how quickly the drinks are coming out. I can tell you exactly how quickly and how and how well the plates look that are going to the tables. There's times that I can tell you exactly what a six top order that I didn't even take the orders from. Just by looking at, at what walked out of the of the window, and they see me standing there, and they just assume automatically that I'm just doing what they would be doing, which is nothing. You could also <laughs> tell them what the food cost is. <laughs> I can tell them the percentage right off the right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And so you know, kids these days they don't quite understand that. Well, that's like, got to oh, going back just, twenty years. When was the last? Well, even when I would help like John Allen and those guys sure. at. At Ozio's, you no, know, but that kid, I that's still from oh, yes. going back twenty. Oh, that's 1990, 1999. Yeah, Nin- nineteen ninety nine. Oh, two years. <laughs> Nin- yes, that was that was nineteen ninety nine. And we first came up with theoreticals for food cost when the restaurants had spreadsheets that were strong enough. We didn't really have them online. We used to build the Excel spreadsheets ourselves. We had the labor spreadsheet, the food cost spreadsheet, and all and all of that. So. The first times I used to do food costs, we just, we did a manual tape where you put in and then you add the columns up and then you stapled the manual oh, tapes. <laughs> that just sounds awful. To the sheets. But when you do food costs that way, you learn, you, yep. you know exactly yeah. what, what you use too much of, what you use too little of. Yep. And, what to get rid of. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's going wrong, how to order. Okay, so that uh, wraps up episode 20. What time are we on? 59 minutes, 51 seconds. Wow, we did good. Yeah. Well, Monday nights are easier for than Friday nights for us. Especially when the Packers are about to play. <laughs> oh, four minutes in? Yep, no worries. Did anyone kick off? I don't know, I left my phone in the other room, thank God. 
Um, all right, so a couple things. Um, I need you to go on iTunes. You specifically? Oh, did I not do what I, you asked? I don't know. I did not. Okay. Um, sorry. All right, everybody out there. Hold on. A couple gonna, things. I'm going to do this as we speak. Okay. Go to the podcast app. Where's it's purple. That? that helps. It's purple. Oh, that. So I don't have to go to iTunes specifically. No, you can go to the purple podcast app. The, for okay, iTunes. got that. Yes. Just do a search for oh, is that the iTunes specific? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I thought it was just for podcasts. No, that's the iTunes podcast store. Okay. Yes, sir. Go to search, type in Barman and Devo, and then click on our, our little podcast. Comes right up. Okay. Now, yes, it should bring up all the episodes. Yeah, it says see all, and then it has episode 19. Scroll all the way down to the bottom, and there should be stars. So you can rate the podcast. I don't see any stars. Well, you may well it's, still, it's still grinding. You're not on the uh, Wi-Fi here? I am. Oh, click on that. Then scroll down. Then scroll down. Okay. So click on the Barman and Evo podcast. Yep. Then scroll down. Yep. Did you just do that or did I do that? I did that. Oh, thank you. Um, and if you want to write a review, great. So we need a few people out there that listen every week to rate the podcast. Because I'm trying to figure out... We're not getting many. The good thing is we're not getting a lot of uploads on Podbean, but it looks like we're getting a lot of uploads on or downloads on the iTunes app. And this week's episode, if I remember correctly, had was the first one we've actually had the rating system in place, where it looks like we got a lot of downloads. Wow! I, it doesn't tell us how many, but it looks like we got a bunch. So if I go to the store, and I'm just doing this on my computer. I didn't know that podcast icon was uh, iTunes specific. Yes. And that makes more sense. Well, you know, when I run out of room on my phone, if I have too many apps on, podcast is one of the largest, one of the largest areas. Well, so a couple days ago, that was in black. Right. But it looks like we're getting, I don't know how many downloads we're getting, but it looks like we're getting a bunch. So... Hopefully, more than the 18 or 20. We're not even getting that many on Podbean. Oh, it's like 10 or under. Really? But I know I have a feeling that a lot of the people that were listening early on Podbean are now listening on, on iTunes. iTunes. And right. so, yeah, because it's easier because Pod, Podbean, you have to go to the website or to the app. To the app, yeah. It's the same thing. Just go to the app, and it's a little bit harder to maneuver than right the iTunes. So, for those of you out there listening. Um, go to iTunes if you're already a if you're already a um, subscriber go down rate the podcast I don't even care if you give us one star just rate it right I want to get Mike wants to be famous <laughs> he says it to me every week did I want to be famous did you see what I put in the, <laughs> no look, I did look, not look at what I just did I don't know <laughs> I did not see it I don't want to be famous I can't I just have fun with Jessica, Michael's wife, <laughs> because I know she thinks this is a huge waste of time. She doesn't. No, she doesn't. She, she, does. thinks it's, she thinks it's great. She loves the fact that you and I get together every seven to 14 days and, and just BS. And she thinks it's awesome. Well, she sits through it when we eat wings at Castleberry. She does. She does. She's like, she'll, she'll, I'll post the episode the next day. She goes, oh, I was listening to that bit you guys were doing about this and this. That was hysterical. 
Like, I think she likes you more now oh. because of the podcast. Yes. Because I've, met, I've managed to market, market you to her <laughs> and put a positive spin on you. Is there a way to market me? <laughs> if there's a person that can do it, it's me. You go, Bebo. <laughs> uh, so go to the go to iTunes, give us a rating, write a review, tell us we're terrible people, tell us you love us. It does not matter. I just want to see what happens. Right. I think it'll be interesting to see. And if we get enough of these ratings, maybe we'll show up on the front page of iTunes somehow and we'll get a bunch of whole, a whole new bunch of listeners. So well, That's cool. But like we talked about, we might need to start having John Crooms and more. And yeah, Brian Collins. I'm hoping, and, I'm hoping I can get... To, we need to increase our base. I'm hoping I can get... I'm still working through Thanksgiving plans, but I'm hoping... If I'll do if I have to do if I have to go to Charlotte I'll bring my microphone with me right and I'll do it with my brother and my dad oh cool if he comes Is here Chris Jay Jay if he comes here if my dad comes here I'll invite Ed and Jeff and Brian oh we can do and a have podcast a, like a, have a peanut gallery back here <laughs> with, and just hey take notes of any story you want my father to tell and we're just gonna drill him and he's just gonna sit here and tell stories for an hour and a half but make sure he bring. He can't tell stories unless he's in the Babe Ruth jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that night I had beef on wet. Actually, uh, I saw Alton Brown uh, did a beef on wet. Uh, he went to Buffalo. Oh, really? And he wanted to do wings, but everyone was like, don't do wings, that's overdone. Do beef on wet. No, there's a place. <laughs> so, my favorite restaurant in Buffalo. I went there, I had lunch with one of my buddies from high school. I went to Starbucks down the street, did work for four hours, came back and met my parents for dinner, and I had wings for lunch, and then they have a, a beef on whack and six wing plate for dinner. I had that, because the wings are that good, but the beef on whack is really good too. Wow. Oh, it's awesome. If we better? ever go, the wings there are incredible. They're, they're this, the, the flats are this big. Wow. Okay. They're fried, every time they're fried, so it's like perfect crispness on the outside. Right. They're not too heavy on the sauce. And they've got a great, they've got. Maybe meat. we need to go to Buffalo together and do a wing, a wing show. That trip might kill us. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't it the time where you slipped down the stairs and uh, busted your head open? That was at my uh, 15 year reunion. Nice. I drank a bottle of Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you started, not, that it, job, you started that job. <laughs> General Wholesale, day one. Day staples, one. three staples in the back of the head. Um, all right, so give us a ranking on, on iTunes. That would be awesome. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter. Uh, Barman and Bevo Podcast. Mike Bar- Michael Barman, Michael Vandura. Barman's uh, Twitter handle is at co- underscore Coach Barman. <laughs> at underscore Coach Barman. That's right, right? Mine's Bevo8771. How's Elmo's? Uh, Elmo's is okay. Um, what are you doing? A, what, are, you, are, you on, are you on Buffalo Eats? <coughs> Go to <coughs> Buffalo Eats. That's my friend's site. <laughs> Buffalo did, Eats? Yeah, he did their wing, wing contest a couple months back. <laughs> did he? Yeah. You do a better... How, how is, is his matrix he's, better than he's mine? A, he's a foodie. He's not a restaurant guy. He's a foodie. No. But was it Buffalo... BuffaloEats.com, I think. Or Buffalo Eats blog. It's something like that. Tommy, that's for you if you're listening still. Um, <laughs> if, if I'm wrong, he'll, he'll send me something. BuffaloEats.org? Maybe. Just it's like a... Buffalo Eats blog. Just try that. Interview 
2017 Chicken Finger Sub Battle. That, that's him. That's <laughs> got to be him. 2017 Be Fine Wick. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This Chicken Finger Sub. I can, I can make a mean Chicken Finger Sub. Wow. 2017 Be Fine Wick Battle. Nice. Yes. Tommy does a nice job. What's that roll called? Kimmelwick. Yes. It's got the salt does, and the Doesn't uh, he host the late night show on ABC? <laughs> Um, all right, awesome. so um, like us on Facebook, Barman and Bevo Podcast, Michael Vandera, Michael Barman. Please do the iTunes test just so we can see what's going on. Um, hey, he took our, our idea. Oh, he did it before us. No, I, I, stole, I stole his idea. I stole his idea. One versus 16, two versus 15. <laughs> so Brendan should be on there. I think they're like a four seed. Uh, Swinson's is four seed. He might have 64. Well, he did. He did. He did sixteen. Okay. One versus sixteen. Brennan should be on that list. They're like a one, two, three, four, or five. Brennan's. Brennan's. B R E N N A N S. Not on beef on wing. Oh, they don't. They might not be on that for that. Yeah. They did the wings. Steve's pig and Oxbros. It was number eleven. How could that not be in the top four? <laughs> <laughs> There's that many people that do. Barbell Tavern. What is that? I don't know. Charlie the Butcher. Charlie Butcher. Paul used to work there. Uh, they made a meat. They made a good beef on <laughs> They make a good everything though. Uh, Schwabels was right. Schwabels is good. In um, Ebenezer Ale House. Uh, I don't know if I've been there. Um, Ulrich's Tavern. Don't know if I've been there. Yon Ulrich. Why would Anderson's Frozen Custard have a good beef on Anderson's Frozen Custard has a very good beef on <laughs> Wow. And, and they have about five locations across Western New York. There's yeah. one behind Paul's house now. Oh, really? Or is that... That might not be Anderson's. That's uh, the other one. They just do ice cream. They don't do beef on wood. Anderson's is good, though. Wow. Schwabbles beat black. So he's doing it more for the people that, that are on his... Uh, that are on his blog. Yes. They vote. Yes. But... I don't allow other people to vote. Well, we're voting. We know we're the experts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't want any gimmicky pe- people coming in and ruin my wing time. I've got to get to the Packer game. Yes, sir. That does it for episode 20. Um, Thanks, Mike. Yeah, no problem. I think we'll be back. It's probably going to be about two weeks. Yeah. Well, we might I, be- the second cross race is in two is in two weekends. That's perfect because I'm like in Arizona till that so Sunday night. After, it'll have to be. We'll have to do it. I think I'm gonna take most of that week off the next week, cool. so we'll do it then. Okay. Um, and then we'll update you guys on Facebook. We'll give you a little bit more notice than we did tonight. So, thank you for listening. Did we come up with a sign off yet? Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> or do I do it? Stay classy, okay. San Diego. <laughs> Playoffs. Playoffs. You play to win the game. We knew who they were. (laughs) That's our sign-off. You play to win the game. Keep playing. See you in a few weeks. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Yeah in the hills Someday they
the mountain might get up, but the law never will. Making their way the only way they know how. That's just a little bit more than the law will allow. Showing my hands and not my face on TV. 